Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at No Clutch Nate, as well as uh, my Instagram toy photography page, Clutch Figures. And I'm Jake, the guest this week. You can follow me on all social media at Jake Animation. You can follow me at Jake the Guest. Jake the Guest. <laughs> um, all right, Man of Steel, minute number 20. All right. We're going to be talking about this minute. It starts with Lara's fate being sealed as Krypton consumes her. And then the minute ends with us finally on planet Earth. So we are closing out Krypton today. Yep. We are, That's it. We've gotten through the prologue. Dunzo. Um, in this one, we see Lara, you know, we literally see her being engulfed in flames. And we see the destruction of Krypton. Yeah. Which is good. It's, it's, I think it looks really cool. The destruction like, of yeah, Krypton? Yeah, like the, the, the imploding on itself. like kind of. It like looks like someone made it explode. I don't feel... What do you mean? I, don't, I, it, I feel like it should look and feel more like an eruption. Like, I feel like part... Like, like it should have exploded at the top like a volcano and then just like torn into pieces. Yeah. Rather than like someone put an ion bomb from like the Slave 1 in there. Dude, that... <laughs> That's exactly what it reminds me. Exactly what it looks like. Yeah, bow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like uh, I like that. It's like how it crumbles in on itself, and it it looks also like the the massive like lava rivers or something that's happening like in the huge. Well, that to me that that makes sense. That um, because the core is basically it's become so unstable that it, it it reaches the crust, and you know I don't get the chemical reaction to explode like that. Because I feel like if the planet, it's like, okay, you said volcanoes. And there's two types of volcanoes. You yeah. have your effusive volcanoes mm-hmm. and you have your explosive volcanoes. And this one does both. It It's effusive at first. So you see like flowing lava because pressure and whatnot. Yeah. But then later on, it just ends up like exploding. And I feel like, then, like if you were going to be cool. literal about it, it should have exploded first and then been effusive. But, you know, whatever. Who cares? I mean, it's, it's science. That's not to that's not to like, like say the moment isn't emotional. No, oh yeah, no. it's you know still a I mean? powerful moment. It's still crazy to think that fucking millions of people just died and a whole race. Of, well, yeah, what of, was left of, of it, people yeah, just... are gone. Which that's what I'm. I would like to see that in in that Krypton show, but I know it's like years before that, but. What's happening at those final moments of people that are on the ground level of Krypton? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if I'd watch that. No, well, like that's That'd probably be too like tough really to intense. But like, I, I, I may, mean, in maybe the same a book vein, again, maybe a I, book. But I just want to see like, it's kind of like what was happening in in Star Trek with the Vulcan race. I think Mike actually brought that mm-hmm. up too. Yeah, same where thing. it's like they were all just like standing there, kind of preparing themselves for yeah. it. But like. Like that scene of like the 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 rocks falling around on you and like kind of destruction. I don't yeah. know why I always like seeing that in cinema and on screen. Yeah, I mean I I understand our like our society's obsession with destruction. <laughs> yeah, like I get it. Yeah, because like it 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 uh it kind of because it makes you sound like us, a wacko. Yeah, no, well it connects <laughs> us with uh, control. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I understand that I can I could destroy your laptop right here if I wanted to. Yeah. And the idea of me having the ability to do that is yeah. what gets us excited, or mm-hmm. the fact that we have that yeah. control over something. But I don't know. I don't. I don't particularly like. So I think it's too emotional for me. 
Like, and yeah, when I think about far, it, I'm just like, I don't know if I like watching yeah. that. Especially if you get into characters that are like, yeah, you like, know, I mean, like, yeah. I think it's yeah. not like I think for uh, for stories it's needed, but like when the scene happens, I'm like, oh, that's so sad. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, I don't like it for the right reason. So I don't like it because I don't think we're supposed to like it. Was it not too much in this minute? Like it was just a, a right amount where it's like yeah, you know, I think and it's it was just fine. It's one character and it's Lara who yeah you haven't really gotten. I mean, if you had shown into... like kids playing on the ground <laughs> and, and just evaporated, <laughs> like the Rondor beast, what do you think they were thinking about? What about well, Maraca? Uh, yeah, or like Maraca in the already fort- died before this, or was she just still injured? It's like um, that's a sad fact. I don't want to think about well, what well the Maraca's Force Awakens when they fire the Star Killer. Oh yeah, when the Hosnian yeah, it's yeah. destroyed. Yeah, you see them like sitting on the balcony, like at the... look at that ship. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So that rude. was so sad for me. I was like, I don't like yeah, it. I don't, yeah, me too. Like, I, I was tied. That moment, I get so angry at that part of the film because it's like, why? It's like just bullshit. Yeah, just get so it's angry. Too emotional for it's me. Yeah, and I don't but, like but this that. wasn't yeah. as emotional. this wasn't that bad for me. Yeah. No, I think they made it seem as dramatic as possible, so it looks. It looks nice to see. It's not like watching like a, a like a, a Sam Peckinpah film where like people are just being killed for just no murder. reason. Yeah, yeah, and I, like something I don't like watching in film is I don't like seeing like women or children just being gratuitous, gratuitously like decimated and like, yeah, vi- like and I hate shit like that. Like what the film franchise that I hate the most is Final Destination. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I can't. I can't stand it because <laughs> oh, it's like man. you're not watching anything. Like no one deserves to die. Like no one deserves any of this. And the filmmakers are just like, let's just make it as gruesome as You've possible, and all. people are going to fucking watch it. And it's like I hate it. I hate watching. I hate people who like that shit because it's not cool to watch. It's just, it's just painful. It's so just if like, a new one comes out. Are you seeing it? No, I hate watching those. <laughs> I hate those things. They're so like, why are you doing that? Why does someone want to watch this? I understand like. Um, someone wants to watch a film and maybe someone dies in a very brutal way, but, but maybe they deserved it or like, there's a way to make it seem a little, um, and it just had like no tangibility to characters. So like characters, you get like a car motor, like into their head and then like it spins (laughs) and like blenders. Yeah. Or like, um, the girl, the PVC pipe chair thing. It's like, why? I don't need to see this. I don't like saw films or like the car comes on a girl's face and the tire blenders are fake. like no one needs to see that i don't need oh, to see oh, that. Is that death uh death proof quentin tarantino no i think it, oh, ha- it happens in awesome. a saw film and it's like but did you guys ever did you guys ever watch the show black sales no no the pirate movie yeah pirate show yeah <laughs> <laughs> pirate movie. well there's like pirate movies. there's like three or four main characters right mm-hmm. yeah and i'm watching this show like i downloaded it and uh quote <laughs> air quotes and um so I'm like season two. It's like there's only ten episodes a season, and the that was the most that was the latest season out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching this, and the season eight, randomly in the middle of someone's sentence, a main character gets shot in the face. Oh man! In the middle of her sentence, like and like preemptively, the conversation was happening, and someone was like, "You take one more step, and I'll shoot you." And like, took it. and you think that oh, in the show, in the context, like, it's just to like heighten the situation. Yeah. But then he actually does it in the show, in the middle of her sentence, and I flip the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, but yeah, if you boom, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I like I freaked too. out because it's so unexpected. Yeah, like, and I didn't like it, but I think I was supposed to not like it. Yeah, like, I guess you you're know? not supposed to like Burn it. After but... reading. 
god. Yeah, Burn After Reading. <laughs> and I say like like Sam Peckinpah films are like he did like a lot of westerns and shit, and he did uh, uh, fuck, what is that movie called? Where it's um, uh, what's the guy's name? Hoffman, the Dennis Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. He does he does a there was like a British film that had like a rape scene in it, and it was like super graphic, and I can't remember the name of the film, but it's one of those things where like he that director enjoys showing us like real world shit and so you can see like a main character getting just killed like stanley kubrick kind of do the way that he kills off characters is very like the main character could get shot in the head and he dies and they just cut to the next and like you don't they don't focus on it they don't make it dramatic at any like or anything there could be like a woman running away from danger and she gets like shotgun to the face and it's just like then they like they don't even care about it. They just switch yeah. over because, um, because that's real. Yeah. Because in real life, because it happens that yeah. fast. And in like in here in Man of Steel, everything is super dramatic and like, oh, Jor-El gets stabbed and he like falls back and he like he dies and like <laughs> Laura Lorvan looks outside yeah. the window and like it looks beautiful and like Sam Peckinpah does not want that. He wants it yeah. to be as gritty and real as possible because he is like a, uh, um in vietnam it's during the 70s it was like right before star wars when everything in cinema was just bleak yeah and and gritty and you couldn't go to watch a film and and that's when star wars like came out and everyone's lives changed because yeah. star wars redid like cinema and made it it took everyone to a different place yeah, so sure. so yeah so this is beautiful to, to watch and i can't stand stuff like that but you're not All supposed right. to i guess so it's whatever yeah, i think <clears throat> if you do our... enjoy that stuff though geez go please keep listening to evanescence i guess or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's that's pretty funny um but yeah so like i think i have a few notes on this um previously we we were thought that the red sun i think was was the cause of krypton's destruction how the red sun exploded or or imploded in itself or what have you something how, how about that out. yeah the sun dies out which causing the planet to 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 perish but that this one is the here. first one that it's just solely the planet so the sun is is still kicking it's still doing its red sun <laughs> duties um maybe that's going to play into a factor later on where they're going to be able to hey to study the red sun and and how it reacts to a kryptonian and um also I, it, that brought me to another thought that um, we see Krypton blow up, but it's still giant, massive pieces yeah. of this planet that still lay in orbit around, you know, still in a gravitational pull. We know that kryptonite comes from the actual ground of, of, of Krypton and everything. So is this just like a massive gold mine of kryptonite that someone's probably going to yeah. find later on eventually at some and, point and it's just going to be that constant <clears throat> i see that's the, one of the biggest things of superman that i don't like is the reoccurring kryptonite theme yes i get it's his weakness okay you have to like you know shove it down your throat that he is weakened against it but like it doesn't need to be so blatantly in your face yeah and i feel and i fear that this is going to be used it feels again. like a cop-out almost yeah like i mean like I think before Dawn of Justice came out, there was a someone had actually thought that there was a rumor going around that Snyder said that Kryptonite didn't exist in his universe. I got really excited about that because not so much that I don't want this human have a weakness. The weakness in this Superman is is the human populace and it's and it's the the criticism. I like but that that when it's like oh I cracked open this giant Kryptonite thing, it's like oh 
Really? Mm. Come yeah. on. Like, I don't know, Kryptonite. Unless you're going to have it like Ultraman style where he crushes up and snorts it to get powers. Keep that. That's awesome. But, you know, not... So, like, is this a massive gold mine of just Kryptonite here just waiting waiting around? Is he going to, like, Superman Returns, try to fly back to his planet and see what's left and and bring back a, a giant meteorite of it or, or what? I don't know. I, uh, I just like that this is how they chose to destroy Krypton versus the, versus the, the sun. sun dying out because I don't... Again, I don't think suns explode, so I don't it gives know. <laughs> them more. Um, <laughs> it gives them more, more, more reason to, to for for the for the colonization uh, mm-hmm. theory there and 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 plot point that we get later on the movie. That so like so Zod does have purpose of oh yeah okay let me just colonize this Earth instead of just I'm just gonna take it over because I want to yeah so so yeah I think it is like subtle subtle hints to like okay no more natural resources. They did used to colonize things, but now we're just mining ourselves into a, a giant lava pool. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But then they start terraforming Earth halfway through. Yeah, so it's like to make it... Yeah, yeah. see, it's, it's almost like a vicious cycle where yeah. it's like, okay, well, you're destroying this Earth's atmosphere. You're giving so up like, one thing for something else. Yeah, so, so, so like you wouldn't want to be prosperous. You wouldn't want to have a whole planet of Kryptonians, super Kryptonians. Yeah. Like in retrospect, but it's, probably not. It's, but if Zod had his way and they were all programmed to not be crazy radicals, mm-hmm. everybody just be flying and, and using heat vision to, you know, cut steel pipes. A lot of So a lot of people, um, I think we all... So the world engine was terraforming Earth for Krypton Kryptonians. Yeah. But the yellow sun is still there. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference? Like I mean I think just because you terraform the planet doesn't mean that your superpowers are gonna go away because the sun is still yellow. I feel like what they were when they were terraforming it, all that like giant massive cloud that was coming out would probably engulf the atmosphere, blocking out the UV rays as No, no, no. They I mean they were they didn't start terraforming until after they had realized that they'd be more powerful on this planet. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, thought see, like, I what's thought their, what's I their thought their they were going to terraform the planet. They would have the superpower still, but by terraforming the planet, you can like use the liquid geo technology, and they basically are just mining the planet like they did Krypton, which Zod doesn't realize that that's the whole point that they kill Krypton. So yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh well, they, they what's the whole point of terraforming if you're going to give up your superpowers? I don't think that's the case really. I I think um, so. I think it's terraforming for them to use those those materials that the resources on earth because compared to krypton earth is abundant with resources um the yellow sun is still there so they're still getting their superpowers from that radiation mm-hmm. um and i think that's why that's that and i don't i yeah. don't think that the terraforming was going to take away their powers we see Superman underneath the world engine and he's like being affected by it. But that, I mean, you're like directly underneath it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my opinion. Which was a really cool scene, by the way, him yeah. like going up. And... Yeah. Yeah. It might. Ex- uh, yeah. I won't get too far into that. But yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, massive planet explosion. <laughs> Again, seismic charges. And um, then. But yeah, like we learn later that that explosion actually frees Zod and everything. So it destroys that that gateway to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. So, which makes me think, like, we do get to see that, like, they, they, uh, they're they there, like, the, the second after the destruction of Krypton. So, when they went into the Phantom Zone, were they just, like, just on the other side of the wall? And, like, when it was destroyed, like, they just, like, boop, just appeared right there, like, in, in that space. I don't know. They didn't it, have to again, go through another doorway. They just, oh, oh, okay, we were, we were just right here. 
I, so is everything else that they put in the Phantom Zone just right there? No, no, no. They don't <laughs> appear right on the other side. They come, yeah, they like when out. we see later on that they like are are looking through like the viewport of the black, uh, the black. I thought zero. they went back. No, oh. that was like the the the, the, the str- like that's them coming out of like their cryo capsules and and like that's like instantaneously like the destruction shockwave killed the Phantom to, Zone projector. I'd have to check that like, out. <laughs> they just show up right there. I have to really check that out now because then that raises a lot of questions. Right, like, what's this, the whole point? See this this scene particularly kind of has a lot of questions for future sequels, like like the whole kryptonite thing. Like it's it's in my opinion that is a gold mine of kryptonite right there. Yeah, the Red Sun. You could study the shit out of that right now, knowing that okay, he's from Krypton. Let's find out where that is somewhere. Science the shit out of this, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Bring it, bring it to other things, which also relate to I later. I hope they on this don't minute. disappear there. I hope you're wrong on yeah. that one, because that that's. Uh... I think they just appear right out of space and time, just boop, right there. Bingo, wrongo. Um, so yeah, what do I have here? That's a uh, later use of kryptonite. Cool, and yeah, the, then we see Cal's ship coming. Yeah, out of the hyper, it enters uh, a phantom zone. Yeah, near Saturn. Yeah, so which makes it seem he, like how. When he does, he does it use like normal. No, it has to go faster than any ship that we know because it goes from Saturn right to Earth. It almost seems pretty short, but hey, who maybe knows? that was his process dead. of slowing down yeah. to land on Earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you want to see that in real time? Where it's just no, because like, it's probably him like learning. Well, no, he's not learning anything. He's just a little baby when he shows up. No, he's not like a, I meant like. We don't know how fast it's taking Cal's ship to get from Saturn to yeah. Earth. So what if it's so it's like we don't want to see that anyways. Because what if Krypton died centuries ago and it's just now took Cal to reach? I think it was just a cool shot to have. Yeah. in there, not anything particular that pertains to the like, no. literal yeah. timeline of how it happened. Yeah, because no. Zack Snyder's just like, oh, <clears throat> we want a planet to be there. Because what's uh, the coolest planet? He just had a, a ship. <laughs> Saturn's coming. pretty rad. Saturn's got rings. <laughs> yeah, it's something cool to look at. You don't want it to yeah. just appear in black space. That's true. But yeah, like I said, like it's. I guess he, with the help of the Phantom Drive, that's re- on Cal's ship. He moves. They said instantaneously. Saturn is our coolest planet. Planet. <laughs> it's the coolest looking planet we have. It does look pretty rad. It's got rings. It looks cool. We all think Saturn looks cool. I don't know what other planet looks cooler than Saturn. Uranus has. Uranus. What are you five? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. Uranus nice. has rings. Sideways rings, man. Nah, Saturn. Neptune's pretty rad. Neptune, mm-hmm. sea planet. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there is like some cool, really cool like sea creatures. I think Venus is cool because like, like the gas, like the toxicity of the planet. Jupiter has the prettiest song. Like I don't know if you guys know Gustav yes, Holst. Yes, yes. yes. God. Um, the planets. Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm judge. I am just basing all of my knowledge of other planets solely on the episode of the Magic School Bus where they go to him. Yeah. So. And the kid takes off his helmet and freezes on <laughs> <Yeah>. Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, Earth is a beautiful planet because it's like out of all of them, that one. Is, is like the one we live on. Water and land and. Yeah, if you want to get poetic about it, all right. It's cool. All right. That that one made it. The perfect placement. It's, it's so true. weird. That's true. Um, but Saturn's cool. I think Saturn's a dope looking planet. It's just like it's the the. There's a. I was gonna say Star Child, <laughs> but it's the poster boy of our universe. Like Saturn? what? Yeah, because what's the like when you draw 
like a planet. Oh yeah, you don't what just do you like, draw? draw a circle. You draw a circle. Like, yeah. That's it. It's a planet. Yeah, no, you draw. Saturn. You draw rings. Yeah. You draw yeah. Saturn. I think it's like the poster boy or like Star Child that represents space. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'll agree with you on that one. Case in point, I Case win. Case in point. Anyway, so he enters into Earth through the ship, getting back into the uh, Sat- Saturn Minute podcast. Almost hits the moon, and the moon's like, oh, fuck! Yeah. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. By the way, and I know this is like kind of brought up in comic books and stuff, but really, nobody notices, no government, no nothing. Present day, 30 years ago, there's still satellites up in the air. Nobody notices this spaceship entering the atmosphere do they think does it have a cloaking device do they is it is a technology just way too no, advanced for them to realize it what happens like a rock what happens is like some guy films it he puts it on youtube and everyone just kind of goes yep that's uh photoshop yeah okay and that's so, it but like still nobody realizes it. and i know in other comics like it's it's what happens if he doesn't land in kansas yeah there's one where he lands in russia red sun there's one where he lands in metro uh, metropolis Flashpoint. In and it's Flashpoint. like there's are those other things but really like I wonder if Jorel knew that, if he was like, "Oh, I'm just well, he did know it was planet. a semi-intelligent race." Did he? He, he said that literally. Yeah. Did he program the ship to land on like it's uh, like a big section of of ground? Or no, I mean, he didn't. What if it he didn't know water? where it was gonna fucking yeah, land? Yeah. What if it landed in the water? It could have straight it down. Could have landed in water. And he drowned. That's true. He's very lucky it didn't land in water. Yeah. So I mean, there are like the other the other stories where like he doesn't land in Kansas, but still. Nobody notices this and says anything about like it. Like no government operation Nothing. whatsoever. And Unless like, and Kevin Costner says, yeah, see, there we Unless the ship. Right. Kevin Costner says it Kevin later Costner. on. It's like we always saw, you know, G-Man were going to come up to the door and, and bang on the door. Yeah. No, no. And no one showed up. Nope. Yeah. Is it because it's like ah, Kansas? Nothing ever happens there. Maybe the ship. Smallville. It's Smallville. It's small. It's small. I don't think the. I think maybe the ship had. The ability to land on land versus water. I just didn't know where it was going to land, though. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I do like the idea of having the other stories where he doesn't land in Kansas. I, I really enjoy them. I think they could have explained it. I think you can explain it, but I think for the film's sake, like, it's boring. Like, we don't want to see yeah, how you're hiding just, the ship. I mean, I understand from the film point of view, especially, like, watching it's really symbolic, especially, you know, seeing Because what it's like, we would have to stuff. have the scene where, like, uh, the Kent family's like neighbor comes over from like the other fucking farm, cause like, and they're like, oh, what you got a big hole in your yard? It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like all the corn. It's like we don't, like we don't care about that. We don't have to see that. We don't have yeah, to get absolutely. the explanation. Like absolutely. he's there. Like let's move on. So true. And uh, but still, and like maybe like some notices. men in black guy does show up to the Kent farm and just like. Um, no, there's a big we're looking hole in into we're looking into something, and then they're like, "Oh, I don't know about that," because it's like there's like for the story purpose, there's no point in having any of that explained yeah, because none that. of it matters. Because all we care about is the end result. Yeah, we care about Superman. Superman. Yeah. Superman. We don't care about like it's like but knowing still, what the outcome was going to be. Anyways, like nobody, they're going to get away with it. Nobody knows. You just think it's weird. Even in this universe sense. I think people notice that. I just think for story's sake, like, they got over it. They just it. didn't they care. Just stopped yeah. giving yeah. a shit. All right, all right, okay. Like, cool. they got over it. All right. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, all right. So, like, in later in the film, we see, like, the, uh, what's his name? Pete Ross. He's just like, oh, yeah, he saved an entire bus full of kids. Meh, whatever. I'm gonna go work at IHOP. <laughs> That's true. So, I guess it is kind of like, maybe it, it is the charming nature of Smallville. Well, again, at Pete Ross, I think, when, uh, when it happens, I think he decides to keep quiet because 
He saved my life. I don't want to ruin that. True. And then we see him in another scene later, like, you know, picking him up off the ground when kids are picking on him. Yep. So I think he's like, just accept. I think you're right. They or Mark is right, and they yeah. just accepted the fact that some shit he's happens just, yeah, sometimes. Just, yeah. yeah. So, so spa- like spaceship entering the atmosphere. Your secret just, safe for me. Shit happens sometimes. Another Saturday in Smallville. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I'm okay with it. Like, don't get me wrong. I I I love the story of it all. It's just that no one noticed. Someone had to have said. Well, yeah, it. I think someone noticed. I just think you just get you get a weird vibe from that. Like, that and everybody's thinking about this watching this movie. Oh, they didn't notice? You're not supposed to ask that question. Okay. I think if you had to, like, if someone's trying to nitpick the film and they're like, how did no one notice that? I'd yeah. be like, you have a lot of other things to worry about than this part of the film. Like, <laughs> honestly, I mean, you that's have what, bigger problems. That's what here. worries you is like where he, like, how no one noticed he landed on Earth. Like, there are bigger, like, yeah. get, get your priorities straight, man. Yeah, all right. Not you per se. Oh no, I'm taking it personally. Yeah, take it <laughs> yeah, right take, to the heart. Yeah, <laughs> I just think take it to your small people, There are yeah. people who like um, get annoyed by shit like that. That's true. But at so the same time, person, get over it. Everything's to worry about. Like, and that goes for a lot of comic book films. That's you what know I say about BVS. Like, get over it. It's how's a great no movie? Like, but uh, see, I think I, you know I agree with you. Like. Let's just move past it and focus on something that'll make the film better. Yeah. Like focus on storytelling, storytelling rather than like that one little aspect that doesn't yeah. actually. It's called, yeah. called hyper realism. It's called let's be as realistic as possible, but we also want to yeah. tell a story here. So we're going to. Which I love it. Yeah. By the way. So. Um, whatever. Anyway. It's like if you're going to ask that question, there's a million other superhero film questions and ask like, oh, yeah. how does New York get blown up to shit by aliens? And then Iron Man asks if they want to get shawarma after when a bunch of people just died. But, you know, it's cool. It's whatever. Ooh, it's a, why they it's a movie. Though, Tony Stark is the coolest man. Like yeah. Robert Downey right, cool. Jr. is the like, coolest man on earth. Like, get the fuck out of here. There's other things to worry about. So, I don't right. care. There's my rant. I'm good with that. <laughs> I actually, well, see, I watched the movie last night to kind of get context around the minutes to, like, kind of... Yeah. Just, you know, I hadn't seen the movie since I saw it in theaters with yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, And just, I actually really like the, the kind of montage of him being a loner throughout. Yeah. Kind of just, like, around With the world. his way up north yeah. and stuff. I, yeah. You know, it's, well, it's him trying to find his, his history. Yeah. Right? And, uh... <clears throat> I think going from the landing to that, to being Greenhorn on yeah. the boat, and then backtracking towards being a young kid is, was the right way to do yeah. it. Because um, I think if you were to go consecutively, we would have stalled out really was, hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember Absolutely. actually bringing that fact up right after we got out of the movie because I wasn't sure how much I liked it. Yeah. Because I felt like, I remember thinking that, well, the pacing is off. And then I saw it again, like mm-hmm. later on, and like was able to, to digest and everything. I was like, no, it's it fits really well because I thought there were almost too many flashbacks. But once you see it as a whole, yeah, it's the whole telling mm-hmm. of and retelling of his life. It's not just like, oh, well, here's another flashback. Yeah, oh, well, here's another flashback. It's it works very well. But well, I remember when we first walked out, I was like, I didn't like. We that. felt weird yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. If you watched, if like if you had wa- seen Man of Steel like in in chronological order, like from him landing to him growing up and yeah. then and then eventually like that's so bo- that's boring yeah so, yeah, so what, what they saying. do and and like this is just a good rule for doing any film or tv shows you use the flashbacks 
to um, give context to the, the overall story. And the lesson so, you like, learn. The yeah. only time they go to a flashback is when that flashback pertains to like what's going on yeah. in yeah. in the modern or in present time. So yeah. like so I mean that's just good stuff. That's what Arrow does all the and time. It was, it and was I don't like that show, but yeah. that that's what they do is like every time they have flashbacks because the flashbacks are important for that certain scene. And it worked really well with Jonathan Kent kind of like teaching lessons. Yeah. So, like, well that's one was, thing I remembering him being taught. Yeah. I super appreciated in BBS is the first five minutes is the fucking telling of yeah. Batman's history. We've seen that story been told seven times. Yeah. We do not need... I get that Like for kids 12 years old who may yeah. not know Batman yeah. can like watch this movie later on or like at that... This may be the, their first Batman movie they've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They may not have seen the, the earlier Batman movies or... Uh, uh, Dark Knight, even the Dark Knight, yeah. or whatever, like whatever tells that story. So I get that you need to have it in the movie, and I appreciated that it only took three minutes. Yeah, I mean, and like the the whole the quote that that he utters in the beginning of that, like directly relates to mm-hmm. his childhood and and what happened in in that in his origin. And um, again, I thought it was just another brilliant way of telling the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, if if Man of Steel was in the hands of Ben Affleck, it would probably be just as as good of a movie as, yeah i would have liked it. Made it yeah i just i appreciated that fact, fact when i bought the ticket i was really apprehensive about the movie and was yeah. like you know what like i don't really i'll they'll lose me if they tell that whole story yeah 15 minutes in the beginning and it's just like done but by the time the initial credits were done rolling in the be- beginning the origin of Batman was already told. It's almost like if you compare the two of them, if you want to make the two characters opposite of each other, Man of Steel, we get to see 15, 20 minutes of a Superman origin right. on Krypton mm-hmm. versus BVS, where we are introduced to Batman, three minutes get out of the way. Like, okay, that's an ex- direct opposite yeah. of what we're going to see. So, and, and we get to see the formation of Superman, whereas Batman... We don't get to see it all. He's already been back for years. I don't think we don't get it. We don't because as an audience, we don't need, uh, we don't need the crash course on Batman mythology because we're so saturated about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're like Batman's definitely one of the origins that like everybody knows. Yeah, it's like uh, Spider Man. Not as much. You don't need Spider Man's mythology anymore because we know it. Um, but like you need. There's some origin stories that you do need, or maybe you don't need them, and I don't know. Like, um, because they don't do it with um luke cage or oh, they do dive back into it um but i was gonna say like jessica jones or stuff like that they don't do origin stories they're just like all right they're doing it yeah um iron man needed the origin story for us um i don't think well, that we, whole phase one i don't was all i don't think we needed an origin story for thor i think thor would have been great if it just started like he's thor let's, let's That's do it my least favorite out of those to be honest i don't i don't like the Thor film because it's an origin story and I think if it was just a Thor adventure and it was more like a Fingers swashbuckling film yeah I think that would have been great for but real I think great character I think they're, that they're doing, that film suffered they're doing dirty by him but but yeah like um anyway <laughs> yeah I mean I agree with Jacob on how this minute ends with it just crashing and it immediately cuts into of course modern like the present time with uh Clark Kent uh or being part of the deadliest catch crew. Um, but besides that, I don't have much else on this minute. Uh, do you guys? No, that's, no, it. that's it. That's yeah, all I got. I have is just cool. like the, the what if uh, 
scenarios yeah, of, but of if the ship didn't land we've in we've made it onto earth yeah. and uh jacob i know we talked a lot about it but is there anything you want to say uh, like just your overall impressions on the dc extended universe man of steel specifically yada 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 yeah i mean like i said earlier like i feel like just the universe itself feels off to a really rocky start right yeah, yeah. Um, and I had hope for Suicide Squad, oh, and I had hope for BVS, but unfortunately, they just didn't. They didn't even go up to par or anything close to it for me. Um, there were parts that I could pick out and like, and I think overall, the I think Man of Steel is by far the best in the DC universe right now, like cinematic universe. Um, just because I don't know, maybe it's the fact that it's the first one, and that they kind of like took their time to write it and they really took their time to make it look really good and to find the right person. And I just feel like there's a lot of innocence to it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of innocence wrapped around it and there's just something about, uh, Superman having a, uh, a standalone movie that I liked a lot that wasn't, I'm not harping on Christopher Reeves at all, but, um, I just don't personally like Christopher Reeves as Superman. I've never actually liked any Superman movie besides this one. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, I agree. And Batman movies, you know, the Nolan franchise, which isn't a part of any type of canon for this. No. Um, those were, you know, I loved them because I'm a Christopher Nolan fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I like it overall, and I think it was one of their, you know, I think it was actually one of Snyder's best films aside yeah. from yeah. Uh, 300 and uh, uh, Watch. Say, don't, yeah. I say, don't say sucker punch. Oh God, no, no <laughs> one thinks yeah. of that. Watchmen, Watchmen extended cut. Yeah, I that's that's the only one I yeah. What try to say, watch. Though, um, uh, Dawn of the Dead though, the, re- the, the two thousand four, yeah, his like first film. Still, like you always forget, like Snyder did that one, but that one's that's a it's fun. That's a that's great. A good one. It's that's a, a good fun one. movie to watch. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think. I, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Man of Steel is my favorite Superman film. Yeah, like it's solid in my opinion. My favorite Batman film is Batman Begins. I feel like that, to me, that's the, that is, that's the, the origin that you wanted to see. I just think that's the Batman film for me. Like is Batman Begins, that has everything I want in it. And that's a tough saying because you know the general consensus is Dark Knight. I just, in my opinion, yeah. See, and I'm right there with you. Like Dark Knight is actually one of my favorite comic book. It's actually films, one of my favorite films in general. It's just a good movie it's a good film yeah it's a great story like even aside from it being about comic book characters if you just if there wasn't any other source material of these two characters that's just a fantastic yeah. film and yeah. movie where you can really get into it but no I yeah i just think i think um dark knight is a better film than batman begins because it's a better film it just happens to have batman in it but i think batman begins is a better batman movie i see what you're saying yeah because yeah, i think I if you you're mean. like if you love batman you want to watch the batman movie watch batman begins but if you want to see a really good movie and batman's in it dark knight it just gotham looks a little too clean in dark knight like everything like in batman begins everything was like like yeah sepia filter and yeah, like it looked, it looked smog really, and like, really gothic yeah yeah it was really looked like gotham man. and he used batarang so there he you didn't, go yeah. yeah yeah he didn't use any in in dark razal ghoul razal ghoul yeah great ninja, which really ninja had school. good lore to the character too that you could actually look up if you wanted to so it gave you that much um scarecrow but yeah favorite I, dc villain 
I agree with what Jacob said about like that whole Suicide Squad statement. I already had low expectations for that yeah. movie going in, so mm-hmm. like, I wasn't. I even I I watched it. I texted Mark like the second the credits hit the screen. I was like, "Wow, I fucking hated that movie." Yeah, I really did. The only good parts about that, and it's just because I think I'm biased, but the Ben Affleck Batman scenes. I just love. I can't. I want to see as much Ben Affleck Batman as I can, and I just want to keep on seeing it and keep on seeing it. And it was great. I it was a little I think the, it was a little cheesy but silly yeah. but like still it's like I love that they went the extra mile to to throw the character in and and wrap up the universe. I think that's what I what I like about it all. Well, I, I'm going to pair with basket. that is I think that Affleck and Snyder trust each other yeah. enough to do this whole thing. Yeah. Cuz there's going to be more movies. Absolutely. You know, there's going to be a Justice League, there's going to be a Wonder Woman. A Wonder Woman movie yeah. like there I mean flash, he's in it for the long haul so. Yeah. If you if you're going to tr- I mean, I think he needs to go in full fully trusting Snyder. Yeah. Because Ben Affleck, he's a director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is an actor. He's been through all of it. So he I I would assume it's weird to go from directing back to acting and like flip flopping like he does, but what if I mean, what if you are? But he is playing the pivotal character. He so like is. Maybe it's know, a little bit easier for him to to say like be, it wants to be. But, but at the same also, time, you're still playing Batman. Yeah, but like that's, that's a, where the trust comes. That's in. That's a big deal. Like if I'm if like let's say I'm directing you. Yeah. And then Mark is a director as well, and then comes in and plays an acting role. Like he needs to have full trust in me. Yeah. That I'm gonna do him justice because I mean, not only is Mark gonna be judging how the movie comes out. Based on his de- directorial standpoint, it's, it's the marketing, standpoint. it's yeah. the toys, it's the yeah. clothes, it's everything. You That's have why to I'm defend, saying there so. has to be full trust, yeah. 100% with him. And I think that's the only way Ben Affleck would have done it. And so to me, that means that he has it. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be weird. Yeah, I think it's. I think we're in for for a very good ride, and I don't think it's going to be just as um as cookie cutter as as the Avengers and, and the Marvel movies have been. The Marvel movies are summer blockbusters. They are. Yeah. They're good. But, like, see how everybody gets backlash at BVS. I still watch that movie so often, as well as Man of Steel, because I'm so involved in the characters. And I, like, and, and, but, like, if I wanted to watch, like, a, a cool, good comic book movie, I'll throw on Winter Soldier or, Winter Soldier oh, or, or Civil War. And it's like, okay, that's cool, because I can get myself in that universe, and it's cool, it's action, there's explosions and stuff. See, I put that but stuff I on in, like, like, Iron Man 1. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'll put that stuff on and do what I have to do just yeah. to have it in the background so yeah. I'm immersed in that world. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I want to watch the the struggle of a character, what they're going through, I'm throwing on these DC movies because of the hyper-realism, and especially in, in Man later of Steel. films. Yeah, like, I watch like, Man of Steel, and I listen more to what they're saying than yeah, and how people talk- fighting yeah, each other. And how they're talking about him, and, and, and he's an object <laughs> two-thirds through the movie, uh, you know, all the way through the movie until someone actually says, oh, well, that's what they're calling him. Like, okay, I get it. He's just an object, and, and that's what, you know, Zod sees him at as well. Yeah. So it's like you get to see the character and the struggle between the two of them, or uh, everything. I I agree that Suicide Squad is a is a mess and it's like a huge kind of misfire, really. But I don't really worry about the film because I don't feel like it it hinders the Justice League story that's yeah, going no, on between Man of Steel and BVS. I think, I think the like Man of Steel, like, BVS, and Justice League are going to be on a completely like separate. It's, you it's know, there. Totem. It's part of the universe, but like, okay, yeah, it's like I don't yeah. really give a shit because it's not really. I'm not worried yeah. about it's it. It's like a tie-in comic. It's or, like, oh yeah, it's just happening in this universe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Harley Quinn shows up. All right, cool. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, we get it. So yeah. It's, it's 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 almost like, uh, like campy realism. Yeah, but I I like 
um, Batman v Superman. I, I, again, I think it's a solid film. It just has a lot of issues. And I think if I think the like, I'm just telling people just don't watch the theatrical cut because that's not what that's not the that's story. Not what, yeah. That's not intended for you. That's it, not what it was supposed to be portrayed. That was. The, a studio saying like, oh, we need a two-hour film. Let's put it out there. It'll sell, whatever. People are still going to go buy tickets and watch it. That's all, yeah. it, that's all that matters. Um, but that shouldn't be what matters. What should matter is the three-hour story that is cohesive and like what you want to walk away from. Like That's the story you want to walk away with, and, and that's what matters. So watch Extended Cut. Like, and it's a good film. It, just, it still has problems, but so does other films. Like Civil War has problems. And yeah. you know, I think, I think right now... It's super trendy to dog on these films. I yeah. think Batman v Superman does not deserve a twenty six percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes because it's absurd. It's really yeah. just like, oh, I'm, like let's time time to hate on this. Fucking yeah, it film. really is just. And it's okay to say there's it. problems because there are problems. And if you're going in thinking like these films are perfect, you also need to get yourself checked out because <laughs> either way. Well, like, I think there's preemptive ideas on whether it's going to be good or bad. Yeah, yeah. And then when they go in and it's not great. It's bad, but it's like never, see, it's never yeah. good. Yeah, but it's, like, what's great in their opinion? Oh, Iron Man. Oh, Avengers. Mm. Yeah, because that was shoved down your throat, and this yeah. was, hey, this is your summer blockbuster. Yeah, check out all these heroes. Avengers is a really bad movie. There's I just, so much I just believe all the time. I just want people to more to to be more gray about things, and like a film can, you know, be good. A film can be kind of bad, but no, I think a lot of people either want to say like that film's perfect or that film's garbage and like no one wants there's to no, no middle like yeah. and there's that's no way to like no live life really even outside of rating films like just in your general opinion about anything really like have some leeway like like take in good take in bad like and be more gray about anything in your life and and try not to be so black and white about things because they're just movies man yeah, they're good true. to that's watch true. and like you it's can good, enjoy it's it. good entertainment for a few hours and then and if you're gonna like if your you're life. gonna watch bbs and be super depressed because you think the film was garbage and like you don't know how to live your life now because you're so disappointed by the film you gotta listen man <laughs> listen you better check yourself yeah, yeah that's, that's there, something else it's a on film it's okay to watch it's great if like you can love it you can you know just it's a film. i wanted it to be good <laughs> i think it is good and and you know, but I, I don't want to stress too hard on that. True, so. we'll get into that we'll get to that in, film in, one in, day, and eventually it's, it's going to be controversial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Suicide Squad is just going to be hilarious. Yeah, God. And mm. I'm hoping to me the film that matters the most right now to me is Wonder Woman. Yeah, absolutely. to me that that's an important yes. film. That'll for be me. a turning point for God. We have to chug yeah. through DCEU. So many minutes of Suicide Squad. Yeah, great. Extended cuts for both is what we're doing. You should sl- you should do ten minutes at a time for each no. episode. Oh <laughs> nope, I'm doing a minute at a time. Yeah, but yeah, thank you, Jacob, so much for yeah, helping us get yeah, through Man of Steel. It was a it was some yeah, good so minutes. I, I enjoyed the minutes that you were on a, a lot. Like yeah. like I said, I think minutes. Yeah, I hope everyone else does. Was, was my favorite was my favorite minute of the whole movie. So I like that. No, absolutely. I, I, it was great having you on. Thank um, you. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Any check you out again, like anywhere? No, yeah, you can uh, follow me on social media at Jake Animation. I'm gonna be uh, gonna be working up in North Carolina. I move in two days. 
because um, we're all based in Orlando, Florida right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll do Skype sessions. Yeah, we can do some some Skype stuff. I have I have some awesome recording equipment, and obviously you guys are more than welcome once I get settled to come up and we'll get really Not shit-faced true. up there. you have to let us know what uh, minutes of Batman v Superman you want to Oh yeah, I want to tackle on. Yeah, that one next. Uh, I call the Batman dream sequence <laughs> the nightmare. Batman the nightmare Batman. one, yeah. Damn, it's crazy. I call it dibs. <laughs> just because that was like my, one of my favorite parts of that movie. Oh yeah, so. my jaw just f- hit the floor. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for yeah. having yeah, me on no here. Problem, I appreciate man. it. Absolutely. It was a blast. Alrighty, guys, too. we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this minute, and we're headed for the weekend. So. Um, if you want to check us out on social media, go ahead and find us on DCEU Minute. Um, and don't forget to rate, subscribe, all that jazz. And if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to during the weekend, we also um, we're, we have some sister podcasts. They're not DC comic related or anything like that. But if you're into the band Rushed, we have a podcast as well, Stellar Dynamics, who's done by um, um, Mike Cummins, who was the guest from last week. Um, so you can check that out. We also have one called Honey Hole My Beards, two girls who just love to drink beer and talk about shit in their lives. So it's a pretty hilarious podcast to listen to. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.